0: Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.
1: Welcome to Red Storm Chasers, your new home for St. John's basketball. I'm Vincent, here with Craig, Tim, and Nick. First week of St. John's 2021-22 season. Off to a great
2: start. 2-0. Two big blowouts. How are we feeling so far, Craig? I feel great. I mean, we couldn't really couldn't have asked for a better start to the season. We um, dominated both opponents. Really, both games were never really in doubt. Tim?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same point there. It was nice to really show up St. Peter's after they didn't get to see Julian play last year, and Mississippi Valley State really proved their point of being one of the worst basketball teams in NCAA.
3: Nick? Like they said, we, we looked amazing in our first two games. Um, you really can't ask for much more than a sixty almost 60-point 60 blowout in our first game and, and a definitive win against St. Peter's, actually marking our 20th win against them in program history. So we're 20-0 against them. So it's a good start, I think, I would say.
1: All right, so let's talk about what we did best in the first two games. As we said, obviously both games were a blowout. Scoring, certainly not an issue for us, particularly against Mississippi Valley State. But what what do you think we did best in
0: these first two games? I would say with a full roster of Anderson guys, we were really able to show that we could keep the pressure up at all times and have full switches and rotations, and kept it going the whole time. Especially this year, we have the three-point shooters that we've been missing. Each game, Coburn's knocked down three threes. And you can see with Posh and Julian, the stroke is there. And then even small-time guys like Steph Smith has a nice shot. He might jump in for games we need. But, yeah.
2: Posh, is. I think Posh's shot, Posh's... Improving on his shots from three is a huge uh, huge thing to th- talk about for the first two games. I mean, he last year he struggled with the three. He was inconsistent, but if he's really consistent this year, that's a, a game changer in terms of our of where we're at. Also, I think just the depth we have. We just trot out guy after guy after guy. And it's like there's no down swing um, as we move from player to player. We just stay consistently good consistently give a lot of effort and play really well. Uh, it, it's exciting. We looked we looked good. I mean, you look at that team and, and you're like, there's not a lot of weak spots, and you kind of look at it and you're like, wow, this team really can be good. I mean, really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, something I think we did really well is, I mean, like similar to what you said, Tim, the Mike Anderson game was strong. I mean, you, all you have to look at is the turnovers, right? 18 turnovers from Mississippi Valley State, 16 turnovers from Uh, St. Peter's, those are numbers that are obviously spectacularly high, but maybe that's not so out of the norm from what's going to happen this season. With the guys we have on defense playing, being as athletic as they are, if we can average somewhere near that number, you know, we're going to be in for a hell of a season.
3: We did turn them over a lot of times, but um, I I don't want to get too far on the negatives, but we also turned the ball over way too many times ourselves against not really as good a competition as we're going to be facing all season.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that the turnovers were a problem for us. Yeah, we.
3: I mean, in the in the Mississippi Valley State game, we had 20 turnovers, which they're the second worst team in the country. We can't be having 20 turnovers against them, and imagine that we're going to be very good in the Big East.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we were. You know, we were a little. It was our first game, so we we're you know figuring everybody out and that kind of stuff. But also, you know, towards the, you know we were up by a lot, right? So we we're kind of making. Plays we wouldn't maybe necessarily make it in close games so where we're throwing the ball around a little bit. But, you know, you don't you don't want that to become a habit. So I, I agree with you. We, that's something we got to clean up for sure.
1: So what are some things we thought we didn't do well these first two games?
2: One well, thing, as Nick, as Nick just mentioned, the turnovers. Um, that was certainly a problem. Um, you know, like we, were, we were the first game working together. So I think there was, you know, some things that we could clean up. But not a lot to find that were, was really problematic. I think we were overall... It was pretty
0: good. Well, I mean, in the St. Pierre's game in the second half, we were out-rebounded. They did a huge offensive rebounding job against us. But when you look at it, you got to really tell what rotation's in, what the rotations we're really going to be playing with. And also in the uh, Mississippi Valley State game, we had 20 turnovers. But if you look at the breakdown of the game, a lot of these refs were calling moving picks, which were not moving picks. Uh, there was a couple random tosses of just unlucky where Posh has steal through a hook pass just out of pretty much desperation, trying not to fall out of bounds off that great steal, and that was a turnover against them. It's small things like that that bolster the numbers. That- what, about, what about the one time in the Mississippi Valley State
2: game when they threw the ball to a guy in the corner, tipped off his hand, hit the guy on the bench? bounced back in play, and they just said, play on, no call, out of bounds, and a breakaway in the other way. Was that on Hamilton? or It looked like it was Hamilton on the bench. I don't know, but it, all I saw was they passed the guy, he literally hit off the guy on the bench, bounced back in play, and everyone just, like, continued to play, and no no whistle. Yeah, he's a player. hit a
1: player. You're good. <laughs> Still yeah. fine. All right, so let's take a deep dive into the Mississippi Valley State game. Great way to kick off the season. Eighth straight victory to start the season. Most points scored by St. John's in a game since 1990. The 58 point margin of victory was the largest since 1951. Nick, could you really ask for anything more?
3: Uh, No. You know, maybe making a couple more free throws or shots here or there. But I mean, shooting 69% from the field, shooting 52% from the three, 80% from the free throw line. I mean, I know it's fundamental, but you don't want to give up those easy points. It's a very good thing that we're uh, converting on those. We actually did that on St. Peter's too. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, another thing I was very impressed about was we had 11 guys have over 10 minutes in the game, which is, I mean, it just shows the amount of depth we actually have. And, you know, people like niway may not actually get 12 minutes like he did in this game and other games where we're, we're, we're no, we're not up by 50 some odd points, but it's very, it's a very good sign to see so many guys coming off the bench and ready to play as soon as they can.
1: Yeah. I mean, we had 12 guys score. Like, we even got a Gavilas got a point on a free throw or walk on. Got a,
2: got an N one taken away. It should have been an N one. So
1: Fox Sports One did something a little interesting uh, during the game. So I wasn't actually at the game physically, but I was at home and I was a little disappointed. Fox Sports One did a kind of uh, red zone style night for kicking off the Big East. It was an interesting approach, you know, give every team kind of a look. You were able to watch the game on. Sorry, you're able to watch the game on the Fox Sports app. So I was able to watch it fully there. But, uh I thought it was interesting interesting for Fox Sports 1 to start the season like that.
3: Yeah, so it was just like uh it was just like a red zone. I mean, it wasn't as good cuz clearly Scott Hansen wasn't there, you know. Always
2: great seeing the whole Sunday. thing. <laughs> the most liked man in television. How can you not like Scott Hansen? He just gives you football for 7 hours with no commercial.
0: I mean, it's a lot better when Scott Hansen shows up on your screen than Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see Chris Hansen. That's a bad day.
2: All right. So back back
1: to the Mississippi Valley State game.
2: So me and Tim did get to go to the game, and it was great to be back. Um, it was actually a really packed house. I think anybody who was there, will, you know, would tell you it was for an opening day game against you know Mississippi Valley State is obviously not the best opponent. It was a packed house. It was it was loud. It was it was you know it were bodies to bodies. Um, the students showed up. The students showed up and and got free sweatshirts, which. Shout out to the promo department because those were yeah, those were nice. A, I actually a, wore them to the game the other day because That's a good giveaway. It's a really good giveaway. They we were, they were nice. Uh, you know the way we came in, we we're like, oh, I thought these were only for students. And they're like, oh no, it's for everybody. Oh wow, great. Sweatshirts. That's pretty awesome. The so. students
1: were loud even on TV, because I watched it on TV and and I have to say it was a it was an atmosphere that f- came through the screen, which was it was pretty impressive. Particularly for opening game, again, not a great team, but to have it be as loud as it was, you know, kudos to the students.
0: Yeah, and great job by uh, the advertising department to actually cover the whole wall on each side of the basket to actually give uh, give the fans actually something to hit during free throws for the opposing teams. You could tell the difference this year with the sound.
3: Oh, yeah, you could hear it. Uh, I couldn't hear it so much on the Mississippi Valley State game because they were doing that red zone thing, so it flashed in and out. But on the St. Peter's game, you can really hear them banging those signs. It was very, very loud. Kind of reminded me a little bit of Hinkle House, honestly. I like the atmosphere. It's very
0: on top of you. And we had a little special corner for the fan section this year. It looks like the fellow students for the medical program with Coburn, every time he nailed a three, got a rebound, had a good defensive play, he had uh, a little section right by the, the band. We're going to be calling that Coburn's Corner.
1: You got to like – what Tariq Coburn did in the first game, three for five from th- three, he's been knocking down threes. Looking like the shooter he's supposed to be. He's
2: got a great shot. I mean, when it's he open from three, you just it's it's going in. You just assume it's going in. And which is someone we've we've you know we always had guys that can shoot threes. I mean, obviously we had guys like D'Angelo Harrison, who was who a great shooter, um, like, three point shooter, clutch three point, clutch clutch three point shooter, and he could make it from anywhere. Uh and Shamori was great like that, but we haven't that guy that where you kick it around to him and he's wide open and he's just money every time and Coburn looks like he might be that guy which would be which would be I mean. Yeah, I
0: had a little worry coming out of this game. Everyone's thinking in their head, Coburn, our three point messiah. We found him finally. But if you remember last year Vince Cole won five for six from three in his first game. It's true. Now luckily, it doesn't look like it's gonna be that kind of thing.
2: Coburn has a better looking shot than Cole did. Cole had a little of an awkward looking shot. I mean it went in fairly often, but yeah, Coburn has it was that, a bit awkward. Coburn has like that sweet stroke, it looks like.
1: He does. I mean he's three against St. Peter's as well. I gotta say though, Coburn not the best three point shooter on Tuesday night. Usurped by Posh Alexander, four for five from three. If Posh Alexander can make three pointers a real part of his game, there's no shot he's not the best guard in the country.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, with the, his shot is—I mean, his shot—that's a huge thing. for
0: him. Yeah, and you could tell in both games, people were pulling up to him, and also now he's driving past them with ease.
2: Yeah, I mean, he looks
3: much stronger now than he has in the past year when he was a, a freshman. Looks like he probably dead at, what fifteen some. How, times about, how about
2: how uh, about Dylan Dawusu? Not to jump off of Posh real Talk quick. about a big body.
3: You mean Wusu being Wusu? Yeah I mean
2: he come right off of ankle surgery. Did did he have ankle surgery? I don't know he didn't look like it at all. Still look like a middle linebacker running down the paint. Yeah. old man. Doing, three, doing three, euro three,
0: steps man. too. <laughs> it's
2: true.
1: He hit two three-pointers Nick like you just said. Going back to Posh you look at his line. Four for five from three. Six or seven from the field. Seven assists. 18 points. He was outscored by a Julian Champagne, of course, who got 20 points just like he always does. Who wasn't? Yeah. If, if Pasha Alexander puts nice like that together consistently, as we talked about last show, you know Julian Champagne is going to get his points. With three Coburn being able to knock down threes.
2: The ceiling is very high. The ceiling
1: is very high, exactly. We, we This is a team who has a ton of potential. The
2: ceiling is the roof.
1: (laughs) In the words of the great Michael
2: Jordan, the ceiling is the roof. Also, didn't talk about Julian, which, as we said last time, I feel like he almost gets lost in the shuffle because of how good he is. I mean, he scored 20 points, he only played 20 minutes. Um, He just goes out, scores his points, does his thing, leads the team, and you don't have to worry. Only a point a minute? Come on.
3: (laughs) Can we talk about Soriano for a second? Seven for eight from the free throw. It's my big man. I love my big man. Seven from eight from the free throw line as a big man. And not only that, he got a double-double.
2: Yeah, Yeah. 13 13 rebounds, rebounds.
3: 11 points, two
2: blocks. Love the rebounding. The rebounding rebounding is big for us. 16
1: of 20 from the free throw line in this
2: game. Free throws
1: is something that St. John's has struggled with for years until Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson has really done a great job of revamping our free throw shooting, and I think this is a perfect example of it. 16 or 20 to start it, 7 of 8 from a big man. I I think that's direct credit to Mike Anderson and his coaching staff. Got to love it. Got to love a good free-throw shooting team. All right, so after our Tuesday demolishing of Mississippi Valley State, we moved on back home again against St. Peter's. Not as big of a victory, but a 91-70 to 70 but point a much, victory. a
2: much better team, though.
1: A better team, absolutely. It wasn't as big of a victory, but it was a consistent 20-point lead. I mean, from, you know, once the lead was built in the first half, continued on throughout the entire rest of the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, with the people going into the St. Peter's game, we kept hearing... They only lost by three to VCU. Well, oh, guess what? We're not VCU.
2: That's true. I think St. Peter's is projected as second in the MAC. Only Rick Bettino's Iona team is, is um, projected ahead of them. So, uh, they're you know, they're a solid team. It's a, it was a good test, and, and honestly, that game was literally never in doubt. I mean, it was, even if you bet on them, minus 13, it was never in doubt.
1: Yeah, we did, unfortunately, lose to them in the turnover battle, which we, we touched on a little bit before, but... Touch on a little bit more now. 15 turnovers to their 16. I guess we didn't lose the battle, but it was close. Not good to have 20 turnovers in one game and then 15 in the next game. Where is that coming from? I think, I'm
3: hoping at least, that it's because we're all new. We got a lot of new guys. I mean, we have Champagny, Posh, and Daewusu. Those are the only three returners. We've known that for a while now. We got a lot of new guys coming together and, you know, this is their first opportunity to actually play somebody else other than themselves. It's good that we have 12 guys ready to go. And during practice, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a lot of fun and I'm sure it's a a high energy five on five all the time, but being able to play with each other and feed off of each other against another team, they haven't had a lot of opportunity to do that yet. And this is their second, or I guess technically their fourth, because they did play one exhibition and a, a secret, not so secret scrimmage. But I think it's just a little growing pains right now. And, we should be able to clean it up. It's a little worrisome coming into the Indiana game that it's so we're still so fresh and have so many turnovers against, you know, competition that's not as good as I would say Indiana's better than Saint Peter's. So it's it's gonna be interesting.
1: We also lost a rebound battle against Saint Peter's, which is doesn't bode well. Uh, they out rebounded us thirty seven to thirty six. We but, we should
0: be out rebounding teams like Saint Peter's. Well, you could tell in the second half when we started to fluctuate the rotation a little bit. We too. got small. Yeah, we got small. We eased it up. And that's where we lost. The rebounding was in the second half. That's it fair. Was the offensive rebounding. I, the I just half. think it's a little
1: worrisome because we've struggled in the past with rebounding, right? We've always struggled in the past with rebounding. These early games, yeah, we're new and we're fresh, but these are games we need to kind of build our rebounding confidence. And, you know, Soriano got five rebounds, which was okay, but he didn't lead the team. Uh, Mathis led the team with six. So our center, center got out. What Wheeler did with seven? Oh my bench. bad. Wheeler did with seven off the
2: bench. Wheeler had a, Wheeler had a really good game against St. Peter's. He he didn't. He looked a little maybe hesitant in the first game. He, not hesitant. He he did his thing. He didn't really super in, impress in terms of scoring or rebounding. But in the St. Peter's game, he really came to his own. Played really well. Um, rebounded really well. You know, he scored double digit points. I think he was eleven. He also dribbles like yeah. a three. Yeah. No, he. Which I is mean,
0: surprising for a guy that size.
2: Wheeler was good. Um, so I, look, I think the rebound will, will be fine. Um, I, I can tell you, being at the game, it didn't. It didn't feel like we we're going to have rebounding. You know, sometimes you watch games and you feel like, oh my god, every time we take it, they take a shot, they get a second chance. Maybe that happened a little bit in the second half, but again, we were up over twenty. So you know, we took the, foot, the gas a little bit. Although I think the effort across the board was. Was very good. I think we were locked in from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. Um, I don't think there was any lag or, you know, we had or another, letting up. We
1: had another great three point shooting night. I mean, two from Posh, five from Julian, three from Colburn, two from Wheeler. Three point shooting is something we have never been able to dominate. If we can make that another element of our game where all of a sudden we don't live and die with three, it's just an, a, a, compliment, a compliment to our play. We could be deadly against bigger teams where if we do struggle with rebounding, we can make up for it.
3: Yeah, I mean, almost half our shots, yeah, almost half our shots were three-pointers. So that's huge. I mean, if we can keep that consistent. Well, it's huge
1: if you make them, uh, you know, that's a little bit of living and dying with the three, although against St. Peter's, like it's a risk we take. My guess is that that number comes way down on Wednesday against Indiana. Mm, I don't know that it
2: does. I think, I think the way our team is, is set up, we move the ball around a lot, we try to get open shots, and... We have guys that can shoot three. Champeny is a good three point shooter. Posh has gotten much better. Coburn, um, so I, I think we, I think we hunt threes. I think that's kind of our philosophy. So I, I
0: don't know that it comes down. Well, we don't play ISO all yeah. the time, and we constantly are moving, constantly passing around, and by doing that, you're gonna create open threes. And usually on the court, we have th- oh, at least three competent three point shooters at all times.
3: Yeah, we did a good we did a good job at 1. point. I forget exactly. It was probably like uh 12 minutes in the second half. We did a nice driving kick and then swung it out to the the guy open on the wing and he I think it was Champagne actually was a guy and he banged the three. If if we're doing that, I mean if we can get the whole defense to collapse on us because we have guys like Posh and Wusu who are, you know, big bodies or Wusu much more than than uh, Posh, but I mean, if they're coming through the lane, you got to protect that. And if we have, like, two guys collapsing, that means there's going to be somebody open. If we get in used to kicking it all the time and then swinging it, we're going to be a very dangerous team.
1: Adia is a guy who actually struggled in that St. Peter's game. He he didn't particularly play well. Three points, one rebound, two assists. He's not terrible, but he's only one of four from the field. You know, you, you like to see a little bit more out of him. Uh, it's his second year. I know he's coming off surgery, but... I thought it was a little bit of a disappointing game for him because he did play well against Mississippi Valley State, he was hoping he could kind of continue that and start to build up a bit more of a of a style of play, and it looked like it kind of fell flat.
0: I think that's going to be really based on our, on the ability of our rotation, where Wheeler jumps in, drops eleven for us. Uh, Stanley dropped what fourteen in the first game. I I think it's going to be that where we're going to have our three main scorers. And then everyone else is going to be pretty much contributing from, like, five points to ten points.
2: Who do you think the three main scorers are going to be? Now? Obviously, Pasha, Julian, and but who's Julian. that third scorer? Cause, I mean, every team needs that third scorer. That's I mean, how you he, get by. I think at this point, it's got to be Coburn, no? Yeah. I mean Coburn, I, I, I mean, Coburn was who I was thinking. I just yeah. I didn't want to see if you guys had a I mean, no,
1: I, I think right now it's Coburn. I don't know if that's necessarily true
0: for the whole season. I, I think mean, he'll be averaging just over ten. For yeah, the season.
1: I mean that's fair. I just there, you know, yeah, as a three point shooter goes, if he gets some cold games, Aaron Wheeler's a guy I could see. He was, you know, he's he sure he had two three pointers against uh, St. Peters, but that doesn't mean he, he's not a really a three point shooting guy. He's a guy who's probably not going to have cold nights. I could see he him being a guy in the mix as our, as one of our
2: top scorers. You know, he's but, also not going to have any cold nights. Omar Stanley, love that guy. The effort he puts, he just so he has such such a good touch around the basket. I mean, if he gets the ball. He finds the angles. He lays it up. He fights hard for the ball. He plays good defense. I'm um, Two games in, I'm already super impressed. With Did miss Did oh, he didn't he miss a shot. He has not yeah, missed a shot. 10 for, shot? 10, 10, for shot? 10 in
3: college basketball. Yeah, right now. I mean, One missed free throw, which, you know, we'll throw that pass. But 10 for 10 right now. He's yeah. got to love that. has I not mean, missed
0: a shot. got to love that. I mean, watching his game, you can see every time there's a ball going up in that air, his positioning is fantastic. He's getting under people. He's getting in position. Even Wheeler... Wheeler, I mean, can do just some genetically amazing stuff, jumping and getting into the, the right position. But he finds the spots. There was a one play where Wheeler and Omar both had each corner locked down. Wheeler went up for the rebound. And they pulled him down. Got the foul called on it. We need that kind of rebound where we get the position correct.
2: Count me strongly in the Omar Stanley fan club.
0: Go go out.
1: Craig's buying an Omar Stanley jersey. I reordered ordered it. Nick's, Nick's got his Joel Soriano jersey on the way. Oh, man. you Tim, see. who's your guy? Come on. Whose jersey we getting you? Christmas is coming.
0: I, I mean, it's got to be Wheeler. I, I love the flexibility of Wheeler. All
1: right. put Cobra, Get Someone get me a Coburn jersey. We'll, we'll rock them all. Gotta yeah, yeah. love it. And then we pick Julian or Posh. I guess we usually know. They're just already. Der- my, my philosophy is this. You no one needs to buy the All-Star jersey, all right? Everyone b- bought Derek Jeter's jersey. You're just you're, you're wasting your money. You're not unique. You walk around the stadium wearing a wearing a Tariq Coburn jersey. People will be like, "This guy is either out of his mind or he's a diehard fan." Listen, I'm a guy who had a Mike Nugent jersey
0: for the Jets. <laughs> all right,
1: so you know I, I don't go for the I don't go for the lead guys. They're gonna get there.
0: Didn't you also have the Shaw too?
1: Maybe I did, Tim. Maybe I did. Maybe I had Ty Law too. Okay, maybe he was only with the team for a year, but I had it. You support the background guys. Help the rest of the team out.
0: One of the guys I think is. On the stats, he may not show, but Steph Smith, I think he plays smart. He takes the mid-range that he can make every time. And then on top of that, he's not going to be the guy that's going to go three for 11 for us. He'll shoot two shots. He'll shoot four shots. He knows what he needs to do for this game. And I think he doesn't make those mistakes, and I think that's going to be extremely valuable against big teams.
2: Yeah, I I, I was – I wanted a more from Steph Smith, though, as a starter. I I think your points are good. I think he gives good leadership. I mean, he's been around. He's been in winning program. Um, I just I you know I was I was, I was super excited about him you know, coming in, and you know he's not that he played bad. He hasn't played bad. I just he, you know he hasn't had his game, and he'll have it. I'm not. I'm. I'm. He has a good shot. He plays well, and that kind of stuff. But um, I, I mean, first he's never games, played he, he, the first two games. He didn't. I wasn't overly.
0: Oh, he never played with yeah. a guy like Posh and Julian, though. That's yeah.
1: fair. I, I also wasn't overly impressed, though. I mean, he he's a starter, right? So you got to expect a lot out of him. Against St. Peters, three rebounds, five points. You know, he was two or four from the field, but okay, you know, he, that's not really ne- what we expect out of him. First game against Mississippi Valley State, not a good team. Again, only six points, four rebounds. He, he's a guy with a lot of potential, to him. I don't – again, uh, similarly to Craig, I, I didn't love what I saw in the first two games. I think we've got guys like Omar Stanley, Tyree Coburn coming off the bench, Aaron Wheeler, who don't get to start. And you got to – I mean, clearly he's earned the starting position given from Mike Anderson, but you're playing games I think has a large impact on it. He keeps playing the way he is. I, c- I could see him getting pushed out by Stanley or Wheeler.
2: Yeah, I just think – I think – Look, I think ultimately he'll, he'll be good, and, and you've seen some some flashes of it um, for sure. You know, I think ultimately he'll be good, and he'll be a, a, a key part of this team. I just, you know, first week, you're trying to get the impressions.
0: Well, we also, it looks like Pinzone might get his minutes decreased once the rotation tightens up. And then all of a sudden, Steph Smith is playing point guard at that point as well. So it's yeah, di- a different right. format for
3: him. I was actually very impressed with um, Pinzone's energy. That he brought whenever he was on the court. At one point, I mean, at, it was, a foul got called on the back end because I believe uh Mathis guy kind of got behind him and he grabbed his arm. But Pinzon had a really nice like jumped up and steal. Um, but again, it got called back because of the foul. But I just I find him very. He has very good length on him, and I was a little surprised by that. I didn't I didn't know like he's as long as arms as he did have. I mean, he's six six, I think Pinzon right. Yeah, but his arms are definitely longer than six. Yeah, times. yeah, so he's no.
2: like a six nine. But as a for a guard, six six is pretty big. he's a big. He's a big
0: guard. guard. I mean, the only thing I worry about with Pinzone, which I think, I mean, he is a freshman, so we can't think that it's not going to improve. But his footwork sometimes when he's guarding, he gets a little crossed up. He slows himself down, and people drive past him. But the thing is, he is a freshman. Add a little leg strength, also, in your leg movement, your uh, agility will really increase. I think he just needs another year, and I think he's really going to show next year with his team.
1: Yeah, I mean, we give him we give him some minutes here, and I think, you know, it, it's going to go a long way to help him build his career and build up as a player. Like you said, his first year, obviously he's not used to playing with anybody. Uh, typically guys who are, you know, like him, typically guys like him are coming out, they're the best player on their team, so they, they're used to being number one, and, you know, you, you got to find your footing when you get to college. See, all right, actually, I'm not going to be the number one guy on the team, but where's my role on this team? He'll find it. I, I think he'll get there.
2: Yeah, and he's a big part of our future too. I mean, he, he like he, you know, he, he like you said, he he looks good. He
0: does. Uh, you know, it's it was the first two college games ever. So, I mean, his awareness is fantastic offensively. You'll see him. Uh, there was a pass I think he bounced it right off Stanley's chest, or it was Wheeler. I can't remember which one, but. It was a pass that looked like uh, back in when Jamal Branch was playing for us as a backup point guard after he left A&M. You just see a pass that would fit in like the tiniest pinhole, and he bounced it in there, and all of a sudden the guy's like, oh, how would you get this here? Oh, and I dropped it.
1: (laughs) Uh, We'll have to see more passes like that in the future. Nick, I know you want to talk about your big man, Joel Soriano, so take it away.
3: I know. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my guy Soriano. He didn't do as good as he did in the Mississippi Valley State game, but I thought he did a very good job on defense. There was multiple times, actually, where they drove in directly at him, and he stayed straight up. He didn't put his hands down, which is, you know, classic foul call all the time, which they call every single game on every single big man. And I didn't see him get one of those calls. And not only that, I think that it kind of rubbed off on Nyway a little bit, because although he only got in for five minutes, in those five minutes I was watching him a little bit, because as we all know now, I love big men. For the five minutes that he was out on the court, um, he was very vocal. He was vocal, uh, making sure you know whenever there was a screen that his guy was getting through, um, pointing out guys which whenever they're running the baseline or they're, they're you know doing a, a side ball screen or anything like that. And it was very encouraging to see that. And not only did he do that, he stayed straight up just like Soriano did on one occasion in particular.
1: Always good to see the big men playing well. So. Turning a little bit to the gambling side of for all I you
2: thought. fellow degenerates, for all, all you fellow there,
1: degenerates out there, good start to the season on that after-
2: two and 0 against the spread. We were surprisingly minus forty three and a half against Mississippi Valley State, which I guess as we played, we realized that. But I remember looking at the spread, and I was like, St. John's minus forty three and a half. That seems like I mean, minus forty three and a half is a
1: lot for anybody. But
2: I mean, we've seen us lose to Delaware uh, State, yeah. Yeah, word. So, so like, you know, I was like, eh, maybe I'll take this, but then. <laughs> good thing I didn't because in the first half we were already covering the spread, so it was great.
1: Yeah, and then St. Peter's
2: covered again. Covered again, and it really—it was never really in doubt. I mean, minus thirteen, you're feeling good about it the whole time. There one point. With towards the end, where it got a little hairy, it was minus it was it we're up minus to 17, seventeen, and then all of a sudden, but then Champagne hit another three, and then J- Julian's like, on the way. "I got you, gamblers. <laughs> we got this. Don't,
1: my, my don't inter- you worry. I'll make sure we cover." <laughs> my
3: inner St. John's fan was quivering when it went down the seventeen. <laughs> I saw flashbacks of every time we've blown a lead in my life.
1: So let's take a look at the week ahead. Obviously, our first real test of the season, heading to Bloomington, Indiana, where we'll play the Hoosiers. Likely to be ranked at the time. We're recording on Sunday, so not ranked currently. But with the losses that have happened to Virginia and Michigan State, they're going to get up into the rankings. They were, what, 27th? They were,
2: they were 27th though. with the votes and, and the two teams ahead of them lost. So likely to be ranked by the time we play them on Wednesday. Um, definitely a big test. It's a good measuring stick. I mean, it's a it's a Gavit tip-off games. Um It's going to be, you know, it's a good opponent. And we'll, we'll really see what what we're made of.
1: Yeah, taking a look at Indiana's first two games, they struggled against Eastern Michigan to start the season. You know, I'm sure they were a huge favorite in that one. Only won by six points, and, you know, it was close. They, they hit free throws down the end to lock it up. So comparatively, our first game and their first game now, I don't know how good Eastern Michigan is, but you got to like our odds there comparing our first two matchups. Looking at their second game, Much more on track for Indiana,
2: 85-49 win against Northern Illinois, really dominant win. Trace Jackson Davis, their preseason All-American, had 19 points and blocked seven shots against them, so that's something to look out for for us.
1: He's going to give Joel Soriano a hell of a day.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's the guy we need to look out for most on Indiana.
3: Hey, although they didn't shoot the three very well in either game. The first one, they were um, 16% from the three-point line, and in the second game, they were 34.8. If they're going to shoot like that against us, I mean, that'd be very nice not to have to worry about the three-point because that's usually what we leave open.
0: We do struggle blocking the three-point. I mean, we are a lot quicker this year where our closeouts are really good. You sometimes see Wheeler just flying in ready for a block, but – unlike what we used to see with the older teams where we jump into the people. (laughs) We have now learned to jump to the side. I mean, if we can keep – I mean, now three points seemingly not a big part of their
1: game, but shutting them out on the three-point line would be huge. I mean, you're never going to shut anybody out. But
0: keeping that number way low, you know – I mean, they just took 23 threes, so.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. I forgot – I didn't realize that in the Northern Illinois game, 23 threes, that's that's a lot of shots. Uh, That's about half their shots. So, maybe it is a big part of their game, and they're just not good at it. That doesn't bode well for Indiana basketball. All right, well, we'll see what comes against them Wednesday, 9 o'clock, on Fox Sports 1. Obviously, a game out in Indiana. The other game we have this week is Fairleigh Dickinson. Fairleigh Dickinson only played one game so far. I guess there was a maybe a COVID delay or something to no, Yeah,
3: so in their last game, they were going to go play, and then their bus broke down. Oh, and geez. they actually, yeah, they, were, uh, they got to the arena I think like a half hour after tip time. And right <laughs> as they reach the arena is when Drexel canceled the game. <laughs> nice, so.
1: nice. Good good start to the season. Well, they, they played one game against Seton Hall, so I guess a good comparison for us to look at in a way. 93-49 to 49 they lost. Seton Hall, obviously a similar team to St. John's, so I think it's a good comparison for us to look at. and Another Big East matchup for them. Got to be a rough start for them. <laughs> they thought they were going to play a Drexel game where they probably could have been competitive. Now they got Seton Hall and <laughs> St. John's back-to-back. Yeah.
0: I mean, Drexel really showed that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> great, great, great insight.
1: You really, him is with another great point.
3: Analyst extraordinaire. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. I mean, Drexel really did show that Philly love. It's like, yeah. hey, you're yeah. almost here? Uh, yeah, too bad. We don't care. Oh, you have
1: to wait for a bus on the side of the road? How close are you? Oh, you're here. Cool. The game's
0: over. I mean, FDU couldn't just use a couple of uh, Ubers. Really? You couldn't figure out. You weren't providing the basketballs.
1: Couldn't couldn't afford it. Couldn't fit in the budget. Yeah. They had to pay for the bus repair. Couldn't pay for the Ubers. <laughs> so this is a game we should win. Uh, just flat out. Yeah. yeah. At home against Fairleigh Dickinson. We you can't lose games like that. Games. I mean, again, we've seen us drop worse games, but that game. The only way we lose this game is if we're let down after Indiana and we we overlook them. I'm not sure why we would overlook them, but that's about it.
3: It's a new era in St. John's basketball. We're not losing these easy games anymore.
1: That's true. It's great to see. Knock on wood. I mean, From let's, your, lips let's hope. God's ears, From your lips to God's let's ears, Nick. Your lips to God's ears. Let's hope we're not losing these games. All right, FDU should be a victory. That game, 6 p.m. on Saturday at Carnesecca Arena, on FS2.
2: Oh, uh, Vincent, we still have Jeff Goodman on the line.
1: Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. We'll have to get Jeff in next show. That'll do it for this week. For Craig, Tim, and Nick, I'm Vincent. As always, keep chasing. <music>